come and uh, drop some wisdom on us. Yeah. I will sit for part of this if you don't mind. Or really, even if you do. <laughs> if I don't sit, I may lay down. I would like to share just a, a quick observation. Since March 19th, I've been sitting back there in the little handicap hole where they told me to park. And I don't mind that. But there are some of the songs that I don't quite know. So whenever the music starts or sometimes there's a prompting from the, the pulpit or from the, from the platform for folk to stand up, and I don't stand up, I just sit there. And if it's a song that I know, everything's cool. If it's a song I don't know and I need to look at the board, I kind of slide between people and try to look between their shoulders so I can see the board. Now that works out okay until the music starts. And then they start swaying. <laughs> so I sway with them. And that works out okay until the row in front of them starts swaying a different direction. And then I'm having to go Not trying, to, not trying to make you not sway. Just looking for the day that I'll be able to stand up and look over your head. But I just wanted to share that with you. I just thought it, was, uh, thought it would enlighten you there. Show you where I've been for the last several months. Sitting there, just sitting, just sitting there, trying to look between your shoulders. I want to talk to you. I'm not going to be long. About six feet. <laughs> And several hundred pounds. Uh, we, uh, I was in a in a singing group once uh, with uh, several people, and everybody in the singing group was uh, portly. That's a cool name for fat. And you know, uh, there were several. We were we were in a program, and there were several different other groups there. And they would get up and they would say, and now, ladies and gentlemen, won't you please make welcome and whoever they are. They're, they've been together for 25 years and they have a, between them about 976 years of singing experience. Well, we, we, we hadn't been together that long and we didn't have that much singing experience. So when it was our turn to get up, I introduced us and said, and now, ladies and gentlemen, would you please make welcome triumphant, boasting an incredible 2,000 pounds of singing experience. Now I thought it was funny. Most of the audience thought it was funny. The women behind me in the group did not thought it was funny. They didn't thought it was funny at all. I'd like to get started. I want to pray if you don't mind. Or even if you do, I'm going to 
Because, you know, John, John, John Roberts said, never give a fat man a microphone. And you've done that, so. Anyway, I want to pray. Father, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, there's some been, these people that have been on my heart. Father, I pray, God, for miracles in their lives. God, I pray for Doyle Keith. God, I pray for either the miracle that heals him or the miracle that takes him home. God, either way will be a miracle. Father, I pray for Tammy Poole. I don't know this lady, but she's dear to the heart of one of our other ladies, and so she's dear to our heart. And Father, she needs a miracle. I pray for miracles in her life. Father, I pray for Cheryl Aldridge. I pray for Carrie Johnston. I pray for miracles in their lives, God. Father, I pray for my, my neighbor, Robert. I pray for miracles. God, I praise you for the miracles you've done, and I pray that you would continue to send miracles into his life. And Father, I pray for your hand to be on this service tonight. I pray, Father, for your anointing to fall like rain in this place tonight. And I God, I pray that, I pray that you'd help me, God, to stay on track and to say what you'd have me to say. And Father, I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you'll... If you paid any attention to the prayer that I prayed, you'll notice I called several times. I asked God, who is a God of miracles, he's a miracle-working God, to send miracles into these people's lives. Now, we get sometimes caught up in that. And it sounds pretty cool to say, oh, man, I would love to live a life where miracles just follow me. Well, there are two definitions that I found for the word miracle. The secular definition is a surprising and welcome event that is not explained by natural or scientific law and is considered to be the work of a divine agent. That's a funny name for God. I don't know that he would appreciate being called a divine agent. To me, a divine agent is them people that call trying to sell you extended warranties on your car. Oh, and I love those people. I do. Whenever they call me, I said, man, I'm so glad you called me. That old car broke down yesterday, and I need to put it in the shop. When can this? When can you start this? I said, yeah, I'd like to buy that warranty and then go put that car in the shop because it's it's flat out there. The next uh, definition that I found for miracle is a supernatural intervention into a crisis situation. So for you to have miracles to follow you and to walk in a life of miracles means you have to walk in a life of crisis. You have to go from one crisis to the next. Who wants that? By definition, for there to have been a miracle, there had to have been, it had to have started with a crisis. You don't pray for a miracle unless there is a super serious situation. So when we pray, if, it, if the situation is not a crisis situation, if there's not a crisis looming, 
What are we praying for? Well, I'm going to say we're praying for blessing. So I looked up the term, uh, the, the definition to the term blessing, and it's God's favor and protection and provision. Favor, protection, and provision. Now, wouldn't it be better to walk in God's favor his, with his protection and his provision, uh, provision? Wouldn't it be better to do that than going from one crisis to another? I think it would. So there are several different forms of the word blessing. One of them is B-L-E-S-S-E-D. So I Googled that and I said, what is the difference between B-L-E-S-S-E-D and B-L-E-S-S-E-D? Well, I know. I just spelled the same thing twice, but I spelled two different words. B-L-E-S-S-E-D and B-L-E-S-S-E-D are different words. B-L-E-S-S-E-D, blessed, which is a verb or an adjective. An adjective describes something. So if you're saying you are blessed, that means we go back to the word blessing, which was God's protection favor, and provision. So if you are blessed, you have God's favor, protection, and provision. I keep wanting to say prevention. Provision. Now, I know if you look at me, it would hard, uh, you may be hard-pressed to say, that guy's blessed. I mean, I'm standing up here. Well, actually, I'm sitting, but I'm up here right now on a leg that was assembled in a hardware store. And I have a laundry list of medical problems. But I'm blessed. Because if I wanted, I could stand. And if I were standing right now, I would be standing in a place that I absolutely love. Speaking to people that I dearly love about a God who dearly loves me. Folks, I'm blessed. Another form of the word blessed, that that form right there was an adjective. There's a verb form of that. Jonah blessed the food. That boy can pray. I'm talking about the boy can pray. I thought he was actually going to call down the Trinity <laughs> on the food. He got, he got two-thirds of the Trinity in there. He said, God and Jesus bless this food. If he just invoked the Holy Spirit, he would have had the whole Trinity working on that food. And it came from, I think, McDonald's. So I'm, <laughs> it, might, it might have needed the Trinity. <laughs> uh, 
So anyway, B-L-E-S-S-E-D, blessed. The adjective means to have God's provision, favor, and protection. B-L-E-S-S-E-D, the verb means uh, it is to actually bless something or ask God to bless something like my little partner Jonah did. Now, we're down to B-L-E-S-S-E-D. It's getting confusing, isn't it? Well, B-L-E-S-S-E-D, those first two blesseds were a one-syllable word and either an adjective or a verb. Now we're down to B-L-E-S-S-E-D, which is a two-syllable word and is pronounced blessed, which means holy. That's what I want to be. I want to be blessed. I am blessed. But I want to be blessed. Jeremiah, you know, let me, let me flip over here because sometimes I get this fouled up. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed, ooh, I like that word. Blessed is the man whose faith is in the Lord and whose confidence is in him also. It also goes in on verse 8 to say, He shall be as a tree that's planted by the waters. His roots shall stretch out to the streams. And when the heat comes, he shall not fear. Uh, there's more to it. I lost my place. Uh, his leaves will be forever green. And he shall not worry when in the year of the drought. And he shall always bear fruit. I want to have, I don't want to be withered. I want to have green leaves and always bear fruit. Anybody with me? Sounds like a winner, doesn't it? Now, I told you that I was not going to be long, but I want to tell you a story. And I know it's a rerun, but it's my favorite story, so bear with me because I've got the microphone. We get ourselves into a situation where we start looking over the neighbor's fence and seeing what the neighbor has. And we say, oh, I wish I had what he has. That's exactly right. It's jealousy. It's also called envy. But I heard a story once about a man who worked on washing machines for a living. I know it's a rerun, but it's my favorite one. And this man made a very meager living working on those washing machines. And he had to watch every dime. Well, this man had a six-year-old daughter that he thought the sun rose and set on. She was the joy of his life. And he was thrilled that he had been able to scrimp and save and buy her a brand new dress for Easter. Well, she walked out and modeled that dress, and she looked like an angel until he looked down and saw her old worn, tattered shoes, and his heart just sank. 
those old shoes just made the whole ensemble look trashy. Just It made it look bad. Well, later that afternoon, <clears throat> this man got called to the richest part of town to work on a washing machine. And he drove up, and this place was a veritable palace. It was huge, manicured lawns, expensive cars all over the yard. And he drove up in his old rattletrap truck. And he got out and he stood there looking at all this splendor in front of him and started to badmouth, talking to himself about how unfair life is and how some people have everything and he has nothing. And he carried that conversation with himself all the way into the house. And once inside the house, he was down behind the washing machine doing his, his job. And the lady who lived in the house walked in and heard him carrying on this conversation with himself. And she questioned him, said, sir, why do you believe that life is so unfair? Why, why do you say that? And he told her the, daughter, the, the story of his little daughter and how her old shoes made her dress look terrible and how he couldn't afford to buy new shoes. Well, that lady broke and fled the room in tears. And in just a little while, her husband came back in and said, Sir, I need to explain to you why my wife left the room the way she did. He said, You see, we also have a six-year-old daughter who's been through surgery after surgery after surgery and still her little bent, twisted legs will never carry her. He looked at that man with tears coming down his face and said, Sir, I would give my entire fortune and live in a mud hut if just one time I could see my little girl walk down that hall in your girl's old shoes. Folks, we get so tangled up in the things that we don't have or the way things are not going to suit us that we fail to fall on our face before God and just call out thanksgiving to Him, thanking God for the things that we have and looking over the neighbor's fence. The neighbor may have things that you don't have and won't ever have, but you would like to have. But folks, you got to be grateful for what you've got. And I think a lot of times God gives us the things that he knows we need. And sometimes maybe he withholds the things that we don't. I mean, I, I heard a story about a man who always wanted a boat. Oh, man, if I had a boat. So he started praying, God, give me a boat. So it wasn't long till the man had a boat. And he didn't have time for church anymore because he was on the lake on Sundays. So a lot of times I think that God just doesn't make provision for the things that he knows that we're getting in trouble with. But I heard once about 
a man who griped about not having any shoes until he met a man that didn't have any feet. How often do we get ourselves in those situations? How often do we get tangled up like that? And folks, as Christians, I, I want to go back to blessed again. I want to go back to actually blessed, which means holy. And there's a song called Blessed Assurance. And I love that song. You can tell how raspy I am, so I'm not going to put you through that. And I guess since COVID, my, my singing venture has come to an end because it sounds like I've got a mouthful of gravel. But that song, Blessed Assurance, talks about as Christians, we should be able to say with certainty that when Jesus comes back and that he is coming back, I'm going to get a ride out of here. There should be absolutely no doubt in our mind. It should be 100% sealed, 100% cemented that Jesus is coming back and we have blessed assurance of that. There are things that we, we deal with in this life that a lot of times we shouldn't. We, we, we walk around a lot of times in fear. And I wish Adel was here. I'd point at him right now and he'd tell you, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So, I hope you know in your heart that you are blessed. I'd like to give you a test real quick. If you're not sure whether or not you're blessed. Here's a test. Go. If you can do that, you're blessed. If you can do that, you're blessed. Amen. Told you I wouldn't be long. We're blessed people, and that's something we need to be thinking about um, this month, especially, you know, it's a month we really highlight being thankful. And of course, we, we you know, be thankful all the time, but uh, we, we really highlight um, being thankful and, you know, stop it and, and realize that, hey, we, we, we really are blessed. We really do have a lot. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for gathering with us again. Um, Brittany and I love you so much. We're praying for you. Um, please be praying for us, especially over the next uh, uh month, because uh, we're, well, I'm not really going to do anything, but, but she is, uh, but anyway, it's a, there's nothing that makes you feel useless, like being a, like, uh, being a, a father when your wife's having a baby, because you're just like, you're doing great, you know, it's like, hey, I, I was there, anyway, I better get off that, uh, let me, let me pray a blessing over you, and, and, uh, and we'll, we'll go.